podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You've been dreaming about the dress. Come find the one at David's Bridal. The most glamorous designer wedding gowns are now 15% off. Bridesmaid dresses that fit beautifully start around $99. Whether you need a veil, jewelry, shoes, or even lingerie and shapewear, it's all at David's Bridal. Take 20% off outfit-making accessories for a limited time. Stop by your local David's Bridal store or shop davidsbridal.com today. Terms and conditions apply. Hello guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Hope you're doing well. It's Tuesday the 11th of July. Today we're going to be focusing in on Levi Colwell, the situation around the defender. Once again, questions and concerns over whether he may leave Stamford Bridge permanently this summer. Why that would be awful why Chelsea need to keep him. We're going to go into that because I think Simon Johnson released a a really good and in-depth piece for The Athletic today about this situation and why I think it's important to to talk about as we get closer to the start of pre-season. We will also talk about the Lukaku situation that's going on uh, where he was supposed to be returning this week to pre-season training. That doesn't seem to be the case now, but hopefully a resolution will be found with Inter Milan that will mean he will finally leave Chelsea permanently. If you are new around here, want to get the latest Chelsea content, please do hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like button as well. It really does help the channel out in terms of reaching a wider audience. But thank you once again for all of your support over the past month on the channel. It really has been humbling and great to see so many people enjoying the content, interacting with the content. You can also get my videos as a podcast as well if you want. So you can just listen to it on the go at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Just search Son of Chelsea. All of my video content goes on audio as well. So that's another way to to get the shows over this summer as we head into the new season. Just a couple of things to touch on before we get into the Carwell stuff. Nick Jackson, finally at Cobham. We saw pictures of him training. We saw a picture of him, Pochettino and also Armando Breuer. I'm sure those two are going to be competing. So good to see him at Cobham getting ready for the new season. I, I assume that Christopher Nkunku is not far away either. So hopefully we'll get some pics of him soon in training at Cobham. Also, something we spoke about yesterday, David Datrofafana confirmed a loan for the season with Union Berlin. I think that's a really good move and going to be really excited to see how he develops in the Bundesliga and maybe tempted to go like I did with Kalamata and Deuter by Leverkusen, maybe a trip to Berlin next next season because I think that's a really good club for him. But let's get into the Levi Colwell situation. He has obviously had another brilliant season on loan with Brighton. He had a brilliant tournament with the England under-21s. And now the question becomes, will he finally come back to Chelsea and make his breakthrough into the first team? Something that we maybe expected could have happened last summer, did not happen. He was on the verge of leaving for Brighton permanently. He got a loan. This is the big question. And the way Simon Johnson has kind of angled this is regarding the Mason Mount saga. I can understand why in the current context that makes sense. But I mean, I think to give it broader context and other examples in defense, you can refer to Mark Gurhey 
in the summer of 2021 you can refer to Vakayo Tomori in that same summer you can also I think speak about Andreas Christensen I know again all of those situations there are nuances that there is things within each player situation that is going to be different but in terms of a series of young to kind of players moving into their prime in that area that have left the club for different reasons that could have been long-term players for us. I mean, Christensen, Gerhi and Tamori all developed for our academy um, and could have been long-term players for us. So I think that's the big thing for a lot of people is is you've let Gerhi go, you've let Tamori go, you've let Christensen go. You can't... I, I With Colwell, it's not just about that kind of uh, succession of players you've let go who could be your future in defence. It's also just the talent on show by Levi Colwell is so undeniable at this point. It's quite astounding to me how anyone could make a case for him being sold and that being acceptable. It's quite hilarious how adamant people were last summer that selling Levi Colwell was not a problem for around 30 million. He wasn't even worth that. And it would have been absolutely okay to part with him. And I think what Simon Johnson does in this piece is he really breaks down why Colwell is not so certain about staying at Chelsea. And I think seeing it from the player's perspective rather than the club's perspective all the time, I think is important. And this is why Levi Colwell maybe thinks to himself, I may have a better opportunity elsewhere. So this is what he had to say. The events of last summer are still fresh in Colwell's mind. As The Athletic reported in August of 2022, Chelsea came very close to signing Josko Vardial, who turned 21 in January from Leipzig, obviously. Uh, the deal only collapsed because the Bundesliga club kept raising the asking price, and it seems like now he will be moving to Manchester City. The pursuit of Vardial is one of the reasons why Colwell began to question whether he had a future at Stamford Bridge. Both players left-sided centre-backs, witnessing the club attempt to purchase someone of a similar age in your position for big money, hardly sends out a signal that you are part of long-term plans. That's fair. Chelsea by then, as Simon Johnson also points out, had signed Kalidou Koulibaly from Napoli last summer. Um, and of course, that hasn't worked out, but he was brought in as kind of a ready-made replacement, an experienced replacement on the left side of defence for both Christensen and Rudiger, leaving that centre message. I also do think it's fair that um, Simon Johnson points out that last preseason, I think, was managed so badly on so many different levels. But I think the way some of the academy talent was treated and kind of discarded by Thomas Tuchel, I think sent out a really bad message. And he points out here that, you know, after a really impressive campaign with Huddersfield getting to the playoff final, Carwell was looking forward to his first preseason as a possible member of the Chelsea squad, but Tuchel barely spoke to the youngster who was made to feel like he was just making up the numbers. I know Levi had some injury issues, if I remember rightly, but a lot of young players were sent home to keep the level high. And then I think a couple of days later, we were absolutely battered embarrassingly by Arsenal, a game I saw in front of my eyes. And it just kind of undermined that idea because you had still Michi Batshuayi and Kennedy running up for games. So all of these things, and, and, and of course, he does also reference Benoit Badishil, who, listen, I think has been a very good signing for Chelsea. I think was the, you could argue the best signing of last uh, summer or last season, sorry, under the new ownership. You know, I think he's, he's proven to be a really, really valuable player. And I think someone is going to really push the likes of Levi Colwell and others for minutes. But you get all of this together and it's understandable why a player looks at the situation and thinks you keep on buying players in my position and you say you want to keep me. Your actions are you're rejecting any bid from, say, Brighton and you're saying I'm not for sale. 
what is my pathway and also because this straw man comes up so often with young players at Chelsea who apparently all demand to play they expect to play every single week there's this kind of there's this perception that young players are demanding arrogantly opportunities and they have no interest in fighting for their place as Simon Johnson also points out, Cole will know he has to earn his place in the side like anybody else, but he is well within his rights to want some questions answered about how the club plan to use him. Financial reward is not the main motivation. The focus is on gaining enough game time to continue his progress and momentum. Because you have a player here who is going like this. It's undeniable. He has had a great season in the Championship with Huddersfield. He has had a brilliant season in the Premier League where he would be a regular starter if he moved uh, to Brighton. The fact that you have clubs like Liverpool interested in him, I think should tell you enough about sort of the, the way he's viewed in the game. And it's quite clear that because of his success now under 21 level, it's not going to be long till he's a regular for Gareth Southgate in the senior setup. And he wants to make that a reality. And he might be concerned that if he stays at Chelsea, what if that game time is limited? It's not always about players just chasing a bigger wage all the time. There is a development part of this and Levi, I'm sure, like any young player, does not want to see that momentum, which is very, very good at the moment, stall over a year. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to compete with other players. That doesn't mean that he walks in instantly and Benoit Badia-Shield when Wesley Fofana and Thiago Silva and Trevor Chalaba had have absolutely nothing to say to that, obviously. Uh, but I think the, the talks of Pochettino are going to be key in this in this scenario. They really are um, to kind of... And I think Poch is, is the right person for this because I think he will look at Levi and think there's a brilliant young player. But the fact that we came so close last year to selling him permanently, I think is going to have an impact on the player. But to the credit of the club, the fact that they have been very firm consistently, all the briefing, all of the time, is that Levi Colwell is not for sale. But as we have seen with other players, if you don't nail him down to a new contract, if you don't convince him, we also have seen from this ownership that they um, are willing to make a profit on a player, are willing to sell that player now rather than wait for their contract to run down. So this needs to be resolved pretty quickly. I think I would like to think it will. I would like to think that because of the sale of Kalidou Koulibaly, and I also think it's the same situation with Lewis Horney and Matson with Mark Kukurea. I think if Chelsea cut their losses with Mark Kukurea, that sends out a very firm message to both Lewis Hall and to Ian Matson. We know Lewis Hall can play in central midfield too, but it's especially to Matson coming back from a really good loan at Burnley that we believe you're the player. And sure, you're going to be competing with Ben Chirwell and sure there isn't you know European football, but there is a chance for you to compete. And, and a player like Malo Gusto, who's coming in, is going to have that same feeling. You know, he wants to compete with Rhys James. He isn't just coming here to be a, a second choice. It's going to be difficult for him, but he probably backs himself as any professional player to get minutes consistently. So I think that's the, the key thing I would say is that I think if you're a club that wants to build around young players and another great point that Simon Johnson makes in this piece and also a point I've made in the past, more so about Tammy Abraham, but I have made it about other young players. You can make it on many examples. If Levi wasn't a Chelsea player, if he if he, if he he wasn't a player from our academy and he was playing for RB Leipzig, if he was playing for Ajax and he was performing the way he is now for his nation and also at domestic level in a top five European league, Chelsea would be trying to buy him. And when you flip it like that, I think that kind of tells you everything you need to know about why Levi Colwell needs to be in the first team right now because his performance levels are undeniable. Um, his development needs to happen at Stamford Bridge and also the fact that we lost 
a very important academy talent this summer to a rival, I think it would hurt even more to see another one go, especially when you have let others that could have filled that role go in, in recent years. Let me know your opinions on Levi, because I, I just don't think the argument of letting him go for like 30 million is, is viable anymore. I just, I, I don't know what you're watching. And I hate to sound insulting or dismissive. I just, I think the evidence is so clear. This is a very, very good player that you cannot just let slip through your fingers easily. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. The other thing to speak about today is, is Lukaku in with graphic up at rom-com because uh, that's kind of what it is. It, it feels a little bit farcical at the moment, but it's not that much of a surprise. And I guess on the positive side, we may be getting finally to a resolution that makes his potential return to Chelsea um, not possible, basically. And then all that awkwardness that could have followed. So Matt Law reporting, as well as others, that Lukaku's return to Chelsea is on hold as Inter Milan are pushing for a deal. Lukaku had originally been given the date of this Wednesday tomorrow to restart pre-season training, but had no intention of returning to Cobham this week, with his future still hanging in the balance. Chelsea have now taken the decision to extend Lukaku's time off to avoid a conflict with the Belgian and give all parties more time to achieve clarity on his future. Inter will make a new offer for Lukaku over 25 million plus bonuses to get to around 35 million, which still falls, falls short sorry, of Chelsea's 40 million valuation. The 30-year-old has also not accepted an offer from Saudi Arabia, also not interested in joining Juventus. Lukaku was not the only one-to-play player due back at Chelsea this week with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Hakim Ziyech due to return to pre-season training. Both players also have offers from Saudi Arabia and it has been suggested that they may have to train away from Poch's main team, main first-team training um, should they report back. I think on the Lukaku situation, it just makes sense, right? Because you don't want that awkwardness. You don't want that conflict. And if a deal is there to be made, which seems that there is, then you want to get over the line. That just makes logical sense, right? Even if you know the player isn't getting into training. I, I, it's a bad situation. But I think that you'd rather this happen and it gets like basically just cut your losses, get it done now rather than it drag throughout pre-season and Lukaku is somehow on our pre-season tour and it's really awkward because as as I praised and, and I think was positive and as we've seen at the shots from Cobham so far this pre-season, the majority of the players we're seeing are ones who we feel should be there, ones who look like they're going to be in the plans or at least could be in the plans for Pochettino, not players who clearly have no future at the club whatsoever. And Lukaku falls into that bracket. So, you, yeah, and it's the same, I think, for Ziyech. I think it's the same for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. It may seem harsh for them to train elsewhere, but, you know, Ziyech has been someone who is quite clear is close to leaving. So he has made it clear he wants to leave Chelsea, has been clear that a deal has been there for either Saudi Arabia. He was very close to joining PSG on loan. Probably it's the same for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I don't think, even if it is for a short period, that's awful because... You know, why integrate players that just have no future here? Um, and I just think it's it's the best of a bad situation. So those are my thoughts. I just really hope that... Because I think the club have done so much good work in... And I, I think you... It, it was a big task to sell this amount of players. And they have had some fortune. 
with Saudi Arabia obviously investing heavily in their own league and wanting a certain profile player that Chelsea have to sell this summer. But there are also odd deals within there, like the Kai Havertz one, like the Mateo Kovacic one. I think you can also say maybe the Mason Mount one, even though I, I feel you know different about that. But they have also sold players to domestic Premier League rivals. And we knew Lukaku, just because of the weight of the finances involved, especially for Inter Milan, was always going to be bad. And it was always going to be a, a bad situation to resolve and, and one that was going to be tough. So hopefully a resolution is close. Let me know your opinions on everything we discussed today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. You can also follow me on Instagram at Son of Chelsea YT. I'm posting clips and stuff on there, so please go and give some interaction there. Also on Fred's Son of Chelsea and on TikTok at Son of Chelsea as well. So go and give those platforms uh, a follow as well. If you're listening on the podcast, please give us a positive written review. It really does help the show out. Follow me on Twitter. I think I've probably already said that. Son of Chelsea, all that good stuff. Have a great evening, and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.